Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, really, really great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have you along for the ride. There's a lot going on today. Three more big interviews for you today, including Lada Flores. She is the uh, the newly elected District 34 representative of the great state of Texas. She has made waves throughout the political atmosphere of this uh, of this country. The left is calling her a white supremacist. She's actually a, an Hispanic woman born in Mexico and uh, came here when she was six or seven years old. So she's somehow a white supremacist because she happened to win as a Republican. Going to have her on. How did she win? How does she think she'll fare in, uh, in November? Great conversation with her. Also, Gregory Wrightstone on climate change. Are we seeing more extreme climate today than we have before is there too much co2 out there he says not enough to be honest and uh, and we get into all sorts of stuff to make your head hurt and we've also got dr jesse back to talk about covid ivermectin all sorts of stuff it's the joe pag show i'm glad you chose to come along for the ride on a friday strings come on horn section absolutely that was me Carrie's in the house. How you doing, Carrie? Okay. What days in any way? Where is Bob Guthrie? Let's go, Bob. Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it is Friday. Yes, it is. Friday. Friday. Uh-huh. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it is Friday. Let's make it a free speech Friday. Let's go. Free speech Friday. Ah, freedom. Uh-huh. That is Chocolate Boys. That is Polo. That is Sam Bam. Let's go. So I've now had the experience of COVID-19. I'm sure I still have it to some extent, but I kicked its ass like it was nothing this week. I know it's not nothing, but early detection is key. Getting the right medication is key. Getting the right medical, you know, person to talk to is key, and I think that we probably could have saved a whole lot of lives. That's what I learned this week. Um, I'm not 100 percent yet, but I'm getting close. I mean, I, now I just feel like, eh, a little ill, but you know, n- nothing, not a big deal. Early in the week, you know, I felt really, really bad, and I've had it probably since last Friday. So I've probably had it a week, because last Friday is when the convention was, when the event was in New York. So having gone through it, I'm not lessening the impact of how it's harmed families in America, how millions have died around around the world from COVID-19. But I am I am now in a position to say because I'm not, you know, 40 and younger, which is the least risk group without any comorbidities. I'm 55, I'm 250 pounds. Um I'm I'm in reasonably good health, but I mean I'm not again, I'm not 20 or 25 or 30. Um I'm somebody who who did not have it before as far as I know. Because some of the cases, I guess, were so mild, you might not have known that you had it. But I now officially have had COVID-19 and probably still have it to a certain extent. But I'm, I'm fine. And I'm going to be fine. And I, I will now have this natural immunity, some would say, up to 20 months, maybe a little bit longer. So almost two years now, I've got this natural immunity. I don't have some experimental drug flowing through my veins. I don't have some mRNA that's, going, that's putting spike proteins in every part of my body. And I was able to do this 
through really smart medication, through taking vitamins. So let me, Carrie, Carrie, am I out of line by giving people advice again? Because I'd like to give people some advice on how, on how to combat this should they face it. Okay. You think that's okay to do that again? Yeah, sure. It's your show. It is my show, in fact, but I thought I'd include you. I'll think twice next time. Anyway, so um, uh, take, take your vitamins every day. Sounds stupid. Sounds easy. Take your vitamins every day. With, with COVID and the fact that the pandemic is still around and it's still affecting people, D and D3 are vitally important. And I don't mean go put yourself out in the sun for a few minutes and you got your vitamin D. I mean, take vitamin D. I take uh, oral vitamin D and I put it under my tongue and I let, it, uh, I let it go in that way. And I've been doing that for a long time, even before I had COVID. Also, take a nice zinc supplement. Zinc and vitamin D are very important when it comes to fighting COVID-19. Also, you're going to want to make sure that you take vitamin C. Having a good, healthy level of vitamin C never hurt anybody. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I also take vitamin B12 every day. It's another dissolve. It's not a bunch of pills. It just dissolves in my mouth. And, and, and then it goes and does whatever it has to do. It's not, it's not a hassle. They don't taste horrible. Um, I, I had the chewable vitamin C, which is great. Just make sure that you've got a good, high, stout level of vitamins in your bloodstream. Because then you're ready to combat anything that would come in that you don't want in there. Now, it does, it's not going to stop you from getting COVID, but certainly will help you be more ready to combat it. As soon as I found out that it was COVID-19, I was prescribed ivermectin. I've been taking ivermectin every day since. It works wonderfully. There are, I think, 89 studies that Dr. Jesse will talk about later that outline the effectiveness of ivermectin when it comes to COVID-19. There are a couple of studies that suggest it doesn't do anything. But those same studies that say it doesn't do anything also say, but those on ivermectin are 50% less likely to go to the hospital. Well, that tells me that it does something. So even when it shows that it does something, they still try to say that it doesn't. The fact is this. Ivermectin has been used in India and elsewhere to help get rid of COVID-19 and get people to survive COVID-19. It appears to me, and this is not just me thinking about it, by studying this now for as long as the pandemic's been around, that if you don't catch it early and you end up in the hospital, you've got a better chance of dying from it. Now, I'm not saying if you're going to the hospital, you're going to die from it. I'm saying there's a better chance of, of the mortality rate is much lower for people who end up in the hospital. So the, the key is to catch it early hit it with something right upside the head, uppercut and a right hook, and then keep on going until you know that it's done. Now, there's this long-haul COVID you've got to worry about as well that can just sort of linger. And again, ivermectin appears to be something that's very, very um, effective against that. Now, everything I've just said is what I did. So I have no problem saying that. I'm not giving you medical advice when it comes to prescription drugs like ivermectin. And I was also prescribed something that was for, uh, that was a, uh, um, Something to help me breathe. I, I hate using the word steroid because, it, Carrie, people hear the word steroid, they think that you're talking about building muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, is a, this is a steroid that actually helps you breathe. Um, this isn't about, this is not an anabolic steroid. So I always prescribe that as well. I'm not going to tell you what prescriptions to get. Your doctor should tell you that. But when it comes to vitamin D and vitamin B and vitamin B12 and, and D3 and zinc and, and, and these things, those are things you can go and buy at, at Walmart. You know what I mean? So, so order those, get those, have those every day, and make sure that your body is, is willing and ready 
to go when it comes to keeping yourself in shape. Carrie, do you take a daily vitamin? Do you do something like that? I do, yes, every day. I mean, it just seems to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, it, it's for the cost versus risk you know, uh, balance there, I think is very simple. And I was glad that I was already doing it. Now, I hadn't been doing it until about a year ago and maybe even a little bit more than a year ago because you started hearing that, well, if you've got a good healthy level of zinc, good healthy level of D3, good healthy level of this, that, and the other, you might be able to combat it even better. And again, I wasn't afraid of COVID. I, I'd said it on the show a million times that, you know, I, I feel I'm not in a risk group, so I'm going to be fine. Um, but I'm glad to find out that not only am I going to be fine, but here we are seven days later and I'm close to normal. And normal for me is not something that Lockie likes at all, but, but I'm close to normal. I'm shaking my head. I, wasn't I know say I showed anything. you. Okay. People can't hear it, but I showed it. <laughs> okay. um, at the end of the day, preventative seems to be a key with COVID-19. And one of the biggest things, and I can't say this enough, you've got to catch it early and you've got to treat it early. Early treatment, catching it early, early diagnosis is the key to surviving this. And I really do believe that the attacks in hydroxychloroquine, the attacks in ivermectin, the attacks in some of these other therapeutics were so ridiculous that they that they scared people into not using them and that a lot of people died who maybe didn't have to. That's my opinion. I believe that. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Carrie, did you see this thing today where Joe Biden was, was giving some sort of a speech and he found out that somebody's CEO died? Um, I did, yeah. You, you, you want to tell people uh, this story? I think you sent me that, didn't you? I did, yeah. If you don't mind, please. And I think that I've actually got the... I'll play the audio afterwards. What do you have? Uh, from Fox News, President Joe Biden took the time during his speech Thursday to express his condolences to the mourning family of Joanne Store CFO, Matt Suzz, whose sudden death had just been announced the day before. However, the tribute fell flat for many observers after the president said he had, quote, dropped dead. The moment occurred during remarks ahead of Biden signing the Ocean Shipping Reform Act of 2022 at the White House, where members of Congress and company executives were in attendance to celebrate the new law aimed at lowering shipping costs on U.S. goods. In addressing Joanne Store CEO Wade McQuillan, who was present for the gathering, Biden said, by the way, my sympathies to your, the family of your CFO, who dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to their family. That's tough stuff. And the president's sentiment appeared heartfelt, but once clips of his comments began circulating online, users weighed in. I mean, Carrie, sadly, we've, we've all known people who have died in our lives. Mm-hmm. Have you ever described somebody that you were showing affection for as they had dropped dead? Uh, no, never. Now, I am familiar with the term drop dead because in my house, my mother and father told each other to drop dead all the time. Drop dead. They drop dead. But I've never heard it where you're trying to act like you care. Now, here's the actual soundbite. I'll show it to those who are watching on the stream at uh, JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now and you can see it. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your, F, uh, uh, your, your CFO who uh, un- dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to their family is tough stuff. <laughs> okay. What, what has to happen? What has to happen before somebody says, okay, we're, we're done with this game that we're playing? Because I don't know if you saw this. He's answering questions just horribly 
you know, as he's waiting to get on Marine One or Air Force One or something. And Jill Biden has to come over and grab him by the arm and just like pull him away. The Easter Bunny wasn't available. Mm -hmm. But what, what has to happen for somebody to say, okay, the gig is up. We were just kidding. Because there's no way you just say, oh, you know, he dropped dead. What? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Got uh, uh, Maida uh, um, uh, Flores at the bottom of the hour. She's the newest, well, she will be next week. She'll be sworn in next week. The newest U.S. representative, the first Mexican-born U.S. representative. She is a proud American. She represents District 34 in the great state of Texas. We'll talk to her about all sorts of stuff at the bottom of the hour. But I want to open the lines one more time this week for any questions you might have about COVID and my experience with it. And again, I'm not going to diagnose anything for you. I'm not telling you to take what I took, other than my suggestion to take the vitamins. Your doctor should be able to prescribe what, what they want to prescribe if you have the same uh, the same illness. But um, I've had the experience now, so I can't speak from that angle. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Keep it right here. Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. Mata Flores at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that. U.S. Representative, District 34. She's going to be in office until um, until January. And then uh, in November, the election will be for that, for that seat for the next two years. We'll see if she wins it then. I think she's got a good chance, although it's going to be a harder road because uh, they're redistricting in Texas, and 34 is going to have a different um, landmass than it has right now. So uh, it's more of a plus, I think she says plus 12. I thought it was plus 18 for Biden, but we'll see. But uh, we're glad that we have her on today. Make sure you stick around for that. Got to tell you about Newsmax. You know, if you haven't checked it out, I hope that you have. Greta Van Susteren's back. I'm DVR in her. I watched the first show that she did on Tuesday. I thought it was great. She's back on cable news. Uh, Tuesdays was when Greta's show launched. And the new show is is just, it's doing all sorts of great business. She's reporting like she always has. Each night, Greta's proving that people want real news without the media spin. Her show is called The Record with Greta Van Susteren. Everybody's talking about it. Tune in at 6 p.m. Eastern or DVR it like I do. As Greta broadcasts from Washington with the real news, giving you the facts you need to know. She's asking the tough questions the big media won't. Find out why millions are making the switch to Newsmax. It's on all major cable systems and streaming platforms. Make the switch and watch Greta Van Susteren tonight. Check your program guide or get information on her new show. Just text the word Greta to 39747. That's Greta to 39747. Make that happen. Switch to Newsmax today. It is real news for real people. Texting enrolls for automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Keep that in mind as well. Let me go to the phone lines. A lot of people want to be heard, and I appreciate you taking the time. It's going to be Jim in Alaska. Jim, what's going on? Hi. Hi, Joe. Uh, in August of 2020, I had just gotten back from the store, um, you know, after a couple hours, and all of a sudden I had a horrific headache and a sore throat like I could never remember, and it lasted for about 10 hours. <clears throat> Excuse me. Finally, I went to bed thinking I was going to wake up dead. I had been on a fairly uh, high-potency vitamin D regimen for about two and a half years because of a separate affliction. Okay. 
I got up and there was nothing. And uh, at that time, up here in Alaska, they, nobody really had the, uh, the the test to indicate whether or not uh, you know you had the antibodies. So I'm almost sure it was COVID, and uh, I've never really had a problem since. Well, I love you like a brother, but I got to tell you, Jim, you didn't beat COVID in one night, even with vitamin D in your system. So, I mean, maybe it wasn't COVID. You just picked up some sort of 24-hour thing. I'd be interested to know if if you do go get antibody tested to see if you've got them. But um, I don't know of anybody on the planet, maybe you're you're Superman, who who got COVID and got rid of it in like eight hours. Okay. All right, brother. I appreciate you, I don't know. Karen, I'm not being rude. I just uh, he had vitamin D. I get it. But he's making the assumption he had COVID and beat it in eight hours? That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Well, I'm here know. to say, all the studies I've, I've read, nobody's beaten it that fast. But again, he might be Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. You never know. Mm-hmm. Could be. Mm-hmm. Let me go to uh, JoJo in Texas. What's happening, JoJo? Hi. Hey, Joe. Um, <laughs> glad, glad you're whooping uh, COVID. I had it myself, but it wasn't too bad, like you said. Right. Anyway, um, but I have a question for you, not about COVID, but... Uh, for our for our, our president, um, how do you how else do you drop dead but uh, unexpectedly? Yeah, the whole thing was ridiculous. He didn't know what words to use. <laughs> he lost he lost the language somewhere. Decided to say "drop dead" unexpectedly. How about how about just yeah. died unexpectedly? I don't understand. It's just so stupid. Yeah, yeah. You know well, what I mean? But, you know, unexpectedly. Yeah, I mean it, that 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 pretty much says it all. You know how how do you drop dead except unexpectedly? You know exactly right. But, <laughs> I but, just thought it was. Well, it is. Well, it is funny if it, if he, he's telling the guy's son who's sitting right in front of him, "Sorry, your dad dropped dead unexpectedly." I mean, yeah. what are we talking it's, about, JoJo? There's something wrong with this guy. I know it's terrible. <laughs> it's horrible. I appreciate I, you. I, I, I'm with you. There is. Carrie, is there any other way to drop dead other than unexpectedly? Uh, I would say no. Yeah, you know, we expect him to drop dead in June. And I don't think no. anybody, nobody, nobody does that. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. It's Nancy in Las Vegas. Nancy, what's going on? Hi. Hi. I just wanted to tell you um, I got COVID, and the reason I know it was, a co- it was COVID and not a cold was because I lost my sense of taste and smell. Now, that took about five months to get back. But it, it started out as a cold, and I really didn't feel any other symptoms at all. In fact, I went back to work after six days. Um, I want to say one thing. I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm Italian. Okay. And, <laughs> and also, I'm 75, and there's no way I was going to get the COVID shot. They're not going to put that crap in my body either. Good, Good for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm Italian as well. Obviously, Pagliarulo is my last name. Pags, we do that for short. Um, but um, it, it, maybe it's a work ethic thing. We, I, I took one day off. I took off Tuesday because the voice sounded like crap, and it wouldn't have made any sense. But um, for me, I did not lose my sense of taste or smell, so I must have a, a variant, uh, a mutation that is not the original that everybody else lost their taste of smell and, and, um, and taste, or their sense of smell and taste. Um, for me, the, the, the first sign was my eyes hurt and my bones and my joints, sort of my muscles hurt. I was like, hey, that's weird. But, but I just figured that I'd been carrying everything around. I'd been traveling like an idiot, and that probably was a byproduct of that and the fact that I, you know, hadn't been working out recently. 
But uh, it wasn't. It was, in fact, COVID telling me what the story was. 888-941-PAGS. Go to the website, JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom. Click on contact. Send me an email. Uh, Mida Flores when we come back. Keep it here. Joe Pags. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time. Really glad to have this young lady on. She is the talk of the nation right now. It's Mara Flores. She is the newly elected representative from the 34th District in the great state of Texas. Happens to be a Republican. Mara, how are you? Nice to meet you. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. excited to be here. No, I'm excited to have you. So I live in Texas. I've been here a long time. People are calling you Mayra. They're calling you Myra. Um, I I know it to be Mida, right? Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, some people call me Mayra Flores, you know, that's uh, that's my name. And of course, you know, the English uh, translation, when I'm speaking with certain speakers, they call me Mayra Flores. That's the way they can pronounce my name. And right. that's okay, too. As, as long, however you, I'm okay. <laughs> as, as long as we're saying the name, that, that's good, right? So you ran, exactly. you're, you ran for this district, and you're a young mom. You're the wife of a Border Patrol agent. You're somebody who was born in Mexico, came here legally as a kid, six, seven years old and just living the American dream. Why on God's green earth did you want to be thrust into the spotlight like this um, and, and take on a district that hadn't been a Republican district for about 150 years? What, what was the thought process when you said, <laughs> maybe I'll run for office? Well, to be honest with you, I was really fed up that we didn't have real representation in Washington. No one really knew who we were here in South Texas. No one really cared about our voices. And I just had enough of the entitlement and decided to, to run. And I thought, I thought about it and said, you know what, I will be their worst nightmare. (laughs) So. And you, you you kind of are because um, Republicans, I don't think knew of you that much outside of Texas. And they immediately embraced you, including president Trump. He was like, oh, yeah, look at this. You know, we just flipped a, a, a seat red in South Texas. Now, he did very well in 2020 in the Rio Grande Valley. He did very well in South Florida where there's a lot of Hispanic voters. So Hispanics are waking up to the fact that, that in fact, you are generally Catholic, certainly Christian. You love God. You love your family. You love your, your, your traditional values. You, you have mom, dads, and kids in a household. You're against abortion. Why, why do you think it's taken so long for people who happen to be Latin? I'm Italian, so I'm an original Latino. Um, how is it that it's taken so long for those who are Hispanic to realize we're not Democrats at all? Well, it's all also about the messenger. I think that's important. Okay. You know, I am the first Mexican-American, you know, Congresswoman in the in the Republican Party. And I think that, you know, we need more Hispanics to join the Republican Party because it's important to have someone that resonates with you. I think that it's all about the messenger as well. And and look, the Republican Party prior to 2020 wasn't really investing in in the Hispanic community in South Texas. We were really on our own right. prior to 2020. But we showed the Republican Party that, hey, we're here our values do align with the Republican Party. If you invest in the Hispanic community, they will vote Republican. And I'm, I'm glad that the Republican Party is now investing in the Hispanic community throughout Texas and, of course, throughout the country as well, which is very important. And the Democrat Party, you know, 
didn't invest in in my race, did not invest in South Texas. They really never invest. They just feel that no matter what, the Hispanic community are always going to vote for them no matter what they do. And that's wrong. You know, you have to work and earn our vote. Yeah. And it's just that entitlement that I hate. And they did. They they had that entitlement that they thought everybody would just uh, just by happen chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's a D. I got to vote for the D. Um, I'm glad that you won. Uh, it, it was quite it was quite a race because again, people weren't really that aware of it. You will soon be the newest U.S. representative. You'll be representing District 34. I believe that a Republican held the seat for about a year in like 1860 something or 1870 something. So you're the first Republican ever in my lifetime certainly in most most generations you're the first mexican born person who's ever won a u.s representative seat which is amazing you're the first hispanic woman to hold a seat you know here in south texas so so with all that being said almost immediately the left called you a white supremacist almost immediately they said you were some sort of a racist and and those who are on the left want to say that you're turning your back on your own people they don't understand south texas at all do they they do not understand uh, my people at all. They don't understand that we're pro-God, pro-life, pro-family, all about hard work. And they vote for the Democrat Party is a vote against who we are. It's true. And I'm it? just not and I'm not willing to put my values aside for no political party. My loyalty is not with a political party. My loyalty is with God, with my family and with my community not with their party. And they're, they're all about the Democrat party. They're all about themselves. They don't care about the people. And it, it shows, you know, they claim to be for immigrants. They claim to be for women. And, you know, I'm not feeling the support. <laughs> and, yeah. and I, I just think that they're a bunch of hypocrites. Now they want to send me back to Mexico. Now they want to deport Myra Flores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. The, the, the left is all for deporting you, not anybody else. Yeah. yeah what's, what's interesting <laughs> yeah. is you live there at the border. I, I, I'm in the San Antonio area, so I'm not that far from the border. We know what the influx of people coming here illegally is doing to our state and what it's doing to our country financially, jobs wise, and, and, and fentanyl coming in, sex trafficking, human trafficking. Your husband works in the border patrol you live down there you know what's going on and you also i mean just talk about the change you've seen between trump as the president on the border and biden as the president on the border is that another reason why you decided i've got to do something about this yes of course that is a, a one of the main reasons why i decided uh, to do this because our community is hurting tremendously our border patrol agents are hurting tremendously our community is hurting because of the economy yeah. i work with the old elderly community for about eight years they live on a fixed income can you imagine what it's like right now to be an elderly person who thought let me enjoy my retirement but now they'll probably have to go back to work yeah. because it's just not enough you know, they don't think that behind their policies, there's human lives, there's families, you know, and that's why I, I believe that it was just so important for me to, to step up, not only for our Border Patrol agents, but for, for the people here in South Texas and in general for the American people. I just felt that I also have to give back, you know, to to this country that's given me so much. And that, that that's that's an immigrant's outlook. And I mean that as a compliment. My grandfather came here on a boat from Italy in 1915. Um, actually 1928, he was 15 years old. So he gets here and he and his brothers went to work and they worked their faces off and they slept in, you know, on the garage floor and they slept in the closet and they saved up some money. They wanted the American dream. They became American immediately. Although his name was Giovanni Pairulo, he raised his eight kids to not even speak Italian. 
They just spoke English because he wanted them to be the best Americans they could be. So many times when we see people come across the border illegally, they're not coming here because of they love the country and they and they want to make the country better and they want to they want to become part of the country. They come across and they want to take whatever they can take and keep whatever their language is and whatever their culture is and not and not grow this country. An immigrant like you, you get it. You lived there. You, and now you come here and you realize the promise and the dream that your kids can now have. That really is the difference between stealing it and earning it, right? Yeah, I, I agree with you in, in some sense. Yeah. Um, but I actually blame the Biden administration for illegal immigration. It's okay. their policies that encourage people to risk it all. I don't understand how the Democrat Party can encourage illegal immigration, knowing these people are going to have to go through such abuse. They're going to have to pay the criminal organizations thousands and thousands of dollars. And they're taking advantage of the immigrants that are in need. And that's the way I look at it. Yes, there's bad people coming into our country and there's good people as well. But we want the good people to come here legally. Yes. If we care about the good people, why not focus on the legal process and, you know, improve the process that it's outdated. Right. Yeah. But the Democrats are so obsessed with illegal immigration, knowing that women and children are going to get raped. They know that. They know that because of their policies, now we have an increase in child sex trafficking. Yes. Just a few days ago, we saved 70 children in El Paso. Children that are four years old, six years old, eight years old. I have young children. I just can't imagine. And for me, I don't care where these children are from. All children are innocent and yeah. they are, you know, worth us protecting. So for me, it's about, you know, humans the humanitarian you know to protect the border you know safer secure borders so we don't have child sex trafficking human trafficking and if there's good people let's help them but come in through a process where they don't have to go through rape where they don't have to pay thousands of dollars to criminal organizations criminal organizations that have destroyed mexico you know and I have family in Mexico that I don't visit as often as I wish. Yeah. I wish I could go visit my grandparents as, you know, and I, I have gone, you know, I try to go as much as possible, but it's difficult because of the criminal organizations. And that's the reality, you know, and I wish it was different, but, but it's not. Right. And I just don't want what I'm afraid of to come here. And I want the good people, you know, I want more children, more six-year-olds like myself to have the same experience that I had. Yes. I don't want it to be rare. Well, well, you I, and, and you and I just met, so you and I actually agree. Uh, what I'm saying is we are incentivizing people coming here illegally. Yeah. We're not incentivizing people coming here legally. And, and right. we're, we're not even incentivizing the people as much as we're incentivizing the cartels that are benefiting and profiting from the people. When you see a little boy or a little girl come here with a wristband on, that means some cartel owns them. And they've got to call a number for their aunt who's not really their aunt. And they're going to be somehow indebted to that person for the next 20 years. We know the women are all being raped. We know that the girls are all being raped little girls are coming over with birth control in their pockets it doesn't make it's any sense it is it and i've got five daughters I, so i mean at the end of the day i want this to stop but it's never going to stop if the left keeps on thinking that hispanics in america want more illegal immigration it's Maida flores she's going to be sworn in next week as the the newest representative she's a u.s representative of the great state of texas texas 34 just won let me ask you about that 
Why do you think the left in this country, Democrats in this country, think that people like you and other Hispanics want more illegal immigration? They're acting as though Hispanics will vote for them more if we let more people in illegally, if we, if we bring in more fentanyl illegally, if we, bring in, if we allow cartels to make millions of dollars a day illegally. Why do they think that Hispanics want that? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you because they they know that for the Hispanic community, an immigration issue is it comes it's very near to us, right? That we care about immigration, so they use this issue every election year, right? That's all they talk about. Right? They promise an immigration reform, but you know what? They're never going to fix it, the immigration issues that we have because they want the problem to continue to continue obtaining the votes from the Hispanic community. Yes. And once they obtain the, the vote from the Hispanic community, they forget about the people that voted for them to be in office. That's why they use the immigration issue. But you're right. They need to focus on, on legal immigration, how to improve the process, but they'll never do that. They'll never focus on on making it better for us. And what Hispanics care is about the money in their pockets. Yes. And right now. An opportunity right and now, jobs. Yeah, opportunity, freedom. And right now they're seeing that the Democrat Party is taking away their money. That's what they're seeing. Well, well, like, well it's hey, true. Where's my money? And, you know, where's my money? And they're taking it's away their the, jobs by allowing all the illegal immigration. Those who are here legally, those who are American citizens like you who happen to be Hispanic, you don't have as many opportunities because you've got an influx of people coming in that are that are taking jobs and taking these opportunities. I don't know why they're not focusing on the on the Americans who happen to be Hispanic, the largest minority group we have in the country. Why not focus Absolutely. on their better on their future, on their children's future? It makes no sense. It's Mata Flores, I believe. It's Mayra Flores for Congress.com, right? That's the website? Yes, Mayra Flores for Congress.com. Okay, Thank good. you so much. No, no, you're very welcome. I, I, before I let you go, I've got to ask you about, about the race in November. You just won, but the district is being redistricted. And your win, you won in a district that was four, it was plus four for Biden in the last election. It was not easy for you to win, but you won rather handily. You beat the guy easily. So going into November, it appears to be a plus 18 for Biden in the new formed um, District 34. Is there enough change in the minds of people in that district that you can do something and win again in November? Yes, it's a D uh, plus 12, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it's a plus 12, okay. Right, Um, but South Texas, no matter how you draw the lines, they're very conservative. They are. Pro-God, pro-life, pro-family, all about hard work. So really, so really the lines don't really matter. And I believe that with the right message, if I focus on the issues, which is that's the way it's supposed to be. Yes. We're supposed to focus on the issues that matter to the people that are going to vote for you to be in that position. And that's what I'm going to be focusing on, on the issues that matter to Texas District 34. And I believe that through hard work and dedication, I will win that re-election like my opponent he is going to take us uh for granted he's gonna you know feel entitled to that win and i mean he's upset right now with his own party stating that the democrat party has forgotten about the brown people those are his comments that he made on a recent article he stated that the democrat party has forgotten about the brown people and that they have taken the hispanic community for granted 
I agree, Vicente Gonzalez. The Democrat Party has taken us for granted, and they have forgotten about the Hispanic community. And that is why I'm going to win that re-election in November. And my advice to him is to follow his compadre's, you know, footsteps and also retire. Oh, that would be good for me. I I would love to see you win again in November. Uh, President Trump called you out. Have you heard from him? No, but I'm so grateful uh, for his comments and everything that he did during his administration. It was his policies that helped us tremendously and helped the Hispanic community as well. And that is also very important. You know, I was just I was just at Mar-a-Lago a month ago. So I, I, I know I know the president. I've interviewed him 11 times. I'm going to bring you up to him. and I'm going to get a comment from him on your race. I hope that he's going to come here and help you because I think that that would really push you over the top. I think you've got a very good chance already. Have you heard from the National Republican Party who, who says, hey, we're going to do whatever we can do to help you win in November or not? Absolutely. The NRCC, the RNC has been involved in, in, in our race uh, prior uh, to to my win. And I'm very grateful uh, to them for believing in the Hispanic community and investing in the Hispanic community. So, yes, they're, they're very involved. I, I know you got to go. You made time for me today. I've got one last quick one. They're calling you all sorts of names and, and the left will do anything they can to make you not to be the star that you clearly are and not to be the person who's going to look out for your district like you clearly will. They're going to try every, every, every trick they've got in the bag. Maida, are you ready for that? I'm so ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm so ready, but I'm focusing on on you know on this district, on Texas District 34. I'm I'm focused on you know so many other little girls like myself yeah. that came you know that are here in, in this country. That if you work hard and you can become anything that you want. That my father always said, you know, si trabajas duro y le echas ganas, tú puedes lograr lo que quieras. He always said, you know, if you work hard in this country you can accomplish whatever whatever you want and look at me now you know and so i'm i'm gonna focus on the american dream and sueño americano i'm gonna focus on texas district 34 but also inspiring other hispanics to walk away from the democrat party i love throughout it the entire country congratulations mata flores for congress.com as your website should be sworn in next week as the new u.s representative out of district 34 in the great state of texas mata come on anytime my show is your show congratulations Thank you. God bless you. Oh, God bless. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. It's a pleasure to have on uh, Maida Flores. She's going to be District 34, Republican, great state of Texas. She'll be sworn in next week. Runs for re-election already in November, so that campaign isn't going to stop anytime soon. But nationally, she's been everywhere on every newscast you turn on. And I was glad to spend some time with her today. Much more to come. Free Speech Friday continues the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show.